Hi Church, it's good to be uh, speaking with you again on this Good Friday and I trust that you're blessed and you're patient. I know that most of us have got uh, or did have Easter plans, um, Easter holiday plans, but they've all gone by the wayside um, and we're still locked down. Um, I'm sure it's for a good reason and uh, it's good that we can still meet together and talk together over the internet and over social media um, and that's that's just good to do and as long as we're locked down I trust that we can continue uh, to do that. I know that back in history you think about it and I understand that um, in, I wasn't there mind, but I know that after the Second World War there was VE Day, which was victory in Europe and parties uh, were springing up all round uh, on that happy occasion. There was VJ Day when we had victory over Japan um, and then that was another celebration, time of great celebration. And I'm going to be speaking with Tony because when uh, we come out of this lockdown, when we can meet together at church, I'm just uh, hoping that we can get together and we can party, that we can praise and we can pray and we can party in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ in each other's company, uh, just to show how good and faithful God is to us, has been to us and will be to us. So I'm just trusting that come that day, we'll be able to meet together at Bethel Blackheath to have a time of praise and worship. So it is Good Friday and I've just been listening to Michael W. Smith sing Holy. He had a full choir behind him and a full orchestra uh, playing along with him. And that was amazing. So now I'm buzzing and I'm ready to go. But the words of that song, hallelujah, hallelujah. For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Holy, holy are you Lord God Almighty. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. You are holy. You are Lord God Almighty, worthy is the Lamb. Great words to lead us into this Easter weekend. My title for this evening's message to you is, They Think It's All Over. Some of you will remember this. I can't remember it, but I've seen it many times on the TV. The 1966 World Cup Final. Kenneth Wollstenholm was the commentator. It's a very famous piece of commentary. England were playing West Germany and the match went into extra time. The final seconds of extra time, England were leading West Germany three goals to two and some of the pitch was spilling, some of the, sorry, some of the crowd was spilling onto the pitch. Jeff Hurst gets the ball down the left hand side of the 18 yard box and puts the ball in the back of the net. Kenneth Wilson Holm comes out with these very famous words. They think it's all over. It is now. So we're here at Good Friday 2020. And I just wonder, why do we call this Good Friday? I'm no linguist, but I understand that the Spanish call today Vernos Santo, Holy Friday. The Germans, Car Fritag, Friday of Worth. The Swedes, Lang Fritag, Long Friday. Whatever you call it, the English call it good old Good Friday. But I just wonder what's good about this day in history? What's good about Good Friday? What's good about one of the darkest days in history? 
the brutal murder of the saviour of the world. The Easter story we can find in the book of John from chapter 18 onwards. The Good Friday story is what I want to concentrate on, and we can find that in John 19, John in chapter 19. But I want to bring to you just one verse this evening, John 19, verse 30, 30. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It is finished. They think it's all over. But we know the story. We know that Sunday's coming. We know this is Good Friday. Why do we know this is Good Friday? Because it's good for us. It's good for all creation. Why? Because through Easter, we can know victory. John 19, verse 30, it is finished. It was finished, but it wasn't the end. Far from it. When Jesus cried out, it is finished, he was not quitting. It wasn't all over. Billy Graham once responded to someone who shouted out, God is dead. God is dead. Billy Graham, with tenderness, replied, that's strange, because I've just talked with him in prayer a few minutes ago. God, Jesus Christ, is certainly not dead. Through this weekend, we know that Jesus is alive. He's fine and well, and he sits representing us at the right hand of God. Through the cross, we have complete victory. I was just thinking about victory and Jesus' life when he walked this earth. And I know that Jesus had victory completely. Let me share with you these little few thoughts why. In his life on earth, Jesus showed that he had victory over generosity when he turned the water into wine. He had victory over sickness when he healed the sick. He had victory over the lame. He healed the lame people to dance. He had victory over blindness. He gave blind people their sight. He had victory over the demons. He released demon-possessed people. He had victory over provision. He feeds more than 5,000 people in one go. He had victory over water. He walked upon it. He had victory over death. He gave life back to dead people. He had victory over the raging sea. It had to be still at his command. When Jesus said it is finished, he had victory over the grave. Jesus had victory through compassion, and through his compassion, we can have victory in our lives. You know what? We preach victory, conquest, and triumph because the battle's been fought, a war has been won, and our commander-in-chief who won the victory is none other than our Lord Jesus Christ. That gives us good news, great news, fantastic news, everlasting news. And that news is the victory over sin, Satan and death has been won. 
So why do too many Christians live beneath their privilege, slumping in defeat when they should be soaring in victory? Some people call the Christian life the victorious Christian life, but it's the normal Christian life because victory for the Christian is not abnormal. It's very normal. Christ's compassion brings our provision. I come across this little verse uh, of a poem and it says, life has its conflicts, but victory was won when 2,000 years ago, God gave his only son. Do you know this victory in your life? Do you know this Jesus who gives victory in your life? Jesus did not come to the earth to get victory. He came to the earth to show victory. And he now sits at the right hand of God to give victory. 1 John 5 verse 4 and 5 says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Listen, everyone. The world stands before us and shouts hate, but God whispers love. The world shouts doubt, but God whispers faith. The world shouts defeat, but God whispers victory. Do not sur surrender your life to darkness, despair or defeat. Remember, we are Easter people. We are resurrection people. We have been given a different view. We no longer have to live in darkness and despair. Why? Because we've been shown the light. We should live in light, hope and victory. We know the story. Christians are Easter people. We know that upon the cross, our sins were dealt with. We know that upon the cross, our sin account was wiped clean. We know upon the cross, the promise was fulfilled. We know that upon the cross, our access to heaven became guaranteed. We should know that come our time when we too will have the sweet victory in conquering the grave. We will be able to say with the Apostle Paul when he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now I go to receive the victory, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me. Too many times, children of God act like born losers. When you were born again, you was born to win. Christians are not born losers. They are born again winners. We should have around us the beautiful aroma and fragrance of the Lord Jesus. And nowhere do I read that Jesus had the aroma of defeat around him. We should know this victory. We should live in this victory. We should seek the victory. We should choose the victory and we should be blessed by the victory. HMS Victory is based in Portsmouth. Admiral Lord Nelson's flagship 
launched in 1765, but it's most famous for um, the victory in the Battle of Trafalgar, which was 1805. Just imagine this. If Admiral Lord Nelson, upon giving being given the command of that boat, was told he was going to command a ship and he was going to go to battle, and that ship's name was HMS Defeat. I don't think he would have been too happy in taking that command. But we know it was HMS Victory. And Admiral Lord Nelson was able to see great victory on that ship. But you know what? HMS Victory was only 186 feet long. That's 57 metres in new money. The top speed was only 11 knots, 12.6 miles per hour. This is HMS Victory. Why was she HMS Victory? Because she had terrific firepower. Through prayer, sorry, through prayer, through the cross, and through Jesus, we've got some terrific firepower. Do you know it? Can you use it? And that will give us the victory. I wonder, do others around us see victory? Or do others around us see defeat? Many years ago, there were a group of prospectors out there in California. They were prospecting for gold. There was just a small group of them, and they discovered a large vein of gold in the hills. It was a tremendous gold strike. They were now filthy rich, and they knew it. They had to go into the local town to get some supplies. They got together before they went into town and made a solemn pact, an agreement that they wouldn't tell a soul where the strike was until they could return, stake out their claim, and mine the gold for themselves. They all agreed, and off they went into town. They went around and collected all the provisions that they needed, and they didn't mention a word of their find to anyone. But when they left the town, half of the town followed them. The reason? They were not able to hide what was in their hearts because it showed on their faces. The prospectors were so excited about their victory that the townspeople just looked at their faces and they knew that something exciting had been discovered. We need to have that kind of look on our faces. We need that look of victory and not a look of defeat. We need that kind of joy in our hearts. We need to be giving off the sweet aroma of victory. We, le- we need to let others know the thrill of victory that they can have through our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, some think it's all over, but we know it isn't. I trust that over these days that lie ahead, you will know the victory that we have in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.